What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I am always excited to be here with you in the Red Sea Radio studios in College Station, Texas. Always fun, but we have a special, special, special show here for you this week. Today, today is our one-year anniversary of the Forte Catholic Radio Show and podcast. I cannot tell you how much fun it has been over this past year. And all of today is just going to be a celebration. In the first segment, I'm going to be talking to the guys from the Catholic Man Show, my friends who have been on the show before. I've been on their show. We chat. We, uh, we send funny pictures to each other through iMessage. It's just a blast. Uh, we've got a big announcement to make together for the show. In the second segment, we're going to have the... Deacon Harold Burke Sivers on the show. I cannot tell you how excited I am to talk to him. I've followed his work for forever. He is one of the most sought-after speakers in the Catholic world and just fiery. I absolutely love this guy. Y'all are going to love him, too. Uh, And then in the third segment, we have a surprise guest who's going to call in, and we're going to be talking about our favorite moments of the show over the past year. It's going to be fan, fan, fantastic. So uh, without further ado, we're going to talk to these guys from the Catholic Man Show, Mr. Adam Minahan and David Niles. How are you guys doing this evening, gentlemen? Hey! What's up? I can't do it as good as you. <laughs> it was good! Hey, I will I will say, though, I'm really excited that we're going first before Deacon Harold Burke Sivers because I wouldn't want to follow him. Yeah, y'all are like the opening comedian for Jerry Seinfeld. That's that's what this <laughs> is. So what you is bet- up with airplane food? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hey, I will say, though, uh, we're really excited because um, we're going to the Wichita Men's Conference uh, next year, and we're going to be able to, like, Harold Burke Sivers, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers will be there, and he's going to be talking with us. Like, not the actual talk, but we're talking, and then he talks next. So this is y'all's practice round to open up for Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for the warm-up. <laughs> this is great. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell, the three of us tend to like each other. We've had some fun. Um, we met a while back, a connection made by Thaddeus Romanski, the general radio or the general manager show here at the uh, Red Sea Catholic Radio. Got us connected. We got on each other's shows, and we were actually like, you know what? We actually like each other. So we became friends on social media, <laughs> and then it became very real. We started sending videos of each other uh, drinking our favorite whiskeys, and, uh, and it's just it's just been a blast. So I had you guys on a few months ago or so, and, and we talked just about manliness. This is what y'all's show, your podcast, is all about. So for those, those people who might have missed it or aren't, or aren't familiar with you guys, who are, who are you guys real quick, and what is the Catholic Man Show? Okay, so Adam and I are best friends. We've been best friends since kindergarten, um, and so we live across the street from each other. We live across the street from each other. It's a sitcom. Uh, yes. Yeah, basically. And uh, we run the Catholic radio station here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, go T Town. And then we decided to start this this man show, which is basically if you were to take testosterone and just put it on the radio, that's what you would you to get our show essentially. Um, we start off with a man beverage every time. First thing we do is open, review, and enjoy a manly drink. Then we highlight a man gear, just like dude toys, uh, chainsaws, hammers, flamethrowers, pocket knife, you know, that kind of stuff. And we talk about, you know, what, maybe what's the origin of the thing and what's the manly virtue exemplified possibly by this man gear, this item. Sometimes it's a stretch. Sometimes it is. <laughs> the flamethrower was harder than I thought. Yeah. We talked about uh, the flamethrower the- when I came on. I told you how here in Texas we, you know, we have many flamethrowers in our in our pockets because we love guns. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I support flamethrowers just in general. Yeah, in all facets. Um, so anyway, the third thing we do is we just have a topic. Typically, we'll take it. We'll pick a virtue, and we'll just talk about it or whatever whatever we talk about it's always from a man's perspective but you a know catholic man's yeah, that you thank you thank you yes and it's on a show it's on a show so it's on a show it's on a show but uh you know you should be warned the show comes with a warning um we we're dealing with high levels of manliness on our show okay so it's not for everybody if you're susceptible to high levels of manliness the show will be harmful to your health okay and so to that we just gotta let people know 
what yeah. they're getting to. Listener discretion advised. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't listened to the show, I'm a big fan of y'all's show. I've listened to probably 20 episodes already just in the past couple of months. And that warning at the beginning, you have to tell the story. Who? Because I thought I knew who it was, and I had to ask you guys, who did the opening for y'all's show? Okay, so we got connected. Like It was really weird. We got the dots connected with uh, the guy who does the WWE like uh, voiceovers for all WWE commercials and things like that. And it's like, warning. Yeah, that guy. It's also the, the epic movie trailer guy. Yeah, he also does epic movie trailer voices. In a world. <laughs> that kind of guy. It's so awesome. Guys, you have to go check out this podcast. I absolutely love it. I've been, pro- I've been promoting it for you guys. I hadn't told you all that yet. But I, I've just been sharing it with all, all my friends and, and my enemies. You know, just either way, it's been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, check it Much out. It, it. Even if even if you're like, I hate Catholicism and men, at least go listen to that intro. It's absolutely hilarious. And then stick around. You might change your mind. <laughs> so uh, the second thing we have to talk about today is just like you guys do on your show. You talk about a man gear. <clears throat> and you, uh, me, Adam, David, I think you might have chimed in too, and Patrick Coffin got in this Twitter argument about uh, – Manly dress, like manly decor, right? or like like w- things that you attire. I guess is the manly way to say it. See, I'm not I'm not uh like h- happy enough or the manly virtue of decorum. Enough. Virtue, the see, virtue of de- the virtue of decorum. Yeah, see, that's the word I was looking for. I'm not fancy enough to know that word. So we, we had this <laughs> we had this conversation. We agreed like skinny jeans should not be a thing. Like they just shouldn't. Those are women's jeans that men wear. But we had this argument about flat build caps like and, and and ties i'm not a fan of the tie i don't want to feel like i'm choking all the time to somewhat look nice uh if you've seen the rest <laughs> of me you know that no matter what i do i really can't look all that nice so i'd rather not choke myself while trying to do that even better but the flat build hat thing so um y- you guys all teamed up on me I felt like it was actually like you know how twitter actually is for most people i just got ganged up on and y'all were like Flat build hats are for poser kids who aren't men. I'm like, well, that's inf- inf- hurtful. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so that's a pretty broad brush. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I have these new hats because here at Fort the Catholic, we're all, we've been about it for a long time. We just didn't know it. We're all about hashtag making Catholicism fun again. That's that's what we're trying to do. Trying to bring the joy of the gospel to people, and we got new hats. That everyone so far is wearing them flat built because that's how I'm wearing them. Does this infuriate you? No. <laughs> just no. It does not infuriate me. No. I, f- I feel like y'all just not. looked at each other uh, to, to to coordinate saying no okay. together. Okay, so let me let me chime in here because I was definitely a part of this conversation with the skinny jeans. Uh, but I missed the whole flat bill hat thing, and I would not have been so negative on the flat bill hat. Boy. I don't have any Atta myself, boy. but I have no beef with the flat billed hat. I will say about skinny jeans, one thing I know is that if I see a man wearing skinny jeans, I automatically know I could beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a, it's a fact. It's 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 physics. Okay. You know That's what I'm going to do now? Of, I, I, that- I'm going to find a, a buddy of mine, Mr. Alex Gotes in MMA. And he he could beat you up for sure. I'm gonna get him to wear skinny jeans no, no, and send no. a video to you. But if he's wearing the skinny jeans, <laughs> oh, he's physics. He'd still just add it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna what we're gonna do is one thing that you guys say on your show every week is that you've had the manliest conversation, the manliest show on like Catholic podcast land every week. And what I would like to tell you first is that I'm vying for that this week. I want to break your streak. I think it's at like 73 weeks or something. I just want to break the streak so y'all have to start over. So that's why I have you guys <laughs> and our special guest in the third segment and Deacon Harold Burke. I mean, come on now. Come on now. We got it. We got yeah, it. Well played. We got well it. Played. We got to break well, it. So what, you're, you're making a pretty good run at it right now. I am. I'm trying. So here's what we're going to do. I want to, uh, to pit you guys against each other because you're best friends, and that's what I'm here for. I want to <laughs> create create strife where there is none. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to see who the manlier man is from the Catholic Man Show. So here's what oh, we're going to do. Easy. It's a very simple question game. <clears throat> and what this is is uh, most men, if you are a truly manly Catholic man, you would know the difference between an Adele lyric and, a, and something written by King David, wouldn't you? Totally. 
Absolutely. Okay, David, you you have the name David, so y'all y'all have uh, share that same surname. Uh, so uh, you should have the upper hand here. And we know that you are the most humble of the two of you. We hear that pretty much every week. I think yes. it's I think it's yeah. all a farce, but we're going to go with it. Uh, so <laughs> here's the first one. I'm going to just read a sentence to you. You have to tell me if it's Adele or King David. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. It's so cold out here in your wilderness. Adele. You are correct, sir. That is Adele. We have Woo! we have one point for Mr. Niles. All right, Mr. Minahan. That's fun to say. Mr. Minahan. You need to get the voice guy to say Mr. Minahan. Okay. Yes. Uh, your statement is drench my couch with tears. Drench my couch with fears? With tears. Tears, tears, tears. Tears. Like you're crying. Tears? Drench my couch with tears. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dell. You are incorrect, sir. <laughs> yes, I was over here shaking my head. What like, kind of nope. what kind of translation are you going with? Psalm six six. Look it up. I don't know. This is uh, yeah. Translation, please. Translation. I know your father. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think you can save me. Is the next one. Uh, Adele. You are correct. That is Adele, Mister Niles, with two points over here. David. David would never have said that. What? Oh, da- I was like, David, David-, J- David just said that and it was correct. Oh, no, no, no. No, I meant the first one. The first David. Well, I don't know if he's the first David. But. He, first David ever. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, will you Will you forget me? Who am I talking to? I'm talking to Adam. Will you yeah, forget Adam, me sir. forever? Uh, David. You are correct, sir. That is one point for you. You're um, not sliding down into the pits of despair yet. All right, Mr. Mr. Niles over here. You're the throat. The throat is an open grave. Ooh. I'm going to go with King David. You are correct, sir. <laughs> hey, I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know that the Dewey Rames Bible says uh, every night I, I will wash my bed and I will water my couch with tears. Yes. What are we do? quoting the Dewey Reams so, now? Like, who, who reads the Dewey sure. Reams anymore? Like, come on now. That's like the Catholic version of the King James. It doesn't make any sense. All right, who's next? By the way, just a caveat. This game is actually fun, so it was definitely not written by Catholics because they, they haven't started making Catholicism fun again yet in this whole youth ministry games category. So totally Protestant, so that might be why the uh, <laughs> why it's... Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. It might be why you're struggling there. So here, yeah. we, here we go. Next question. Who am I talking to? It is Adam's turn or David's Me. turn? Yeah, Adam, Adam. Okay. Adam, no river is too wide or too deep for me to swim to you. I'm going to go with Adele. You are correct, sir. That is two points for you. Mr. Niles. This is that, a was a, re- that was a tricky. That was a tricky This one. is a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, by, by the way, this game and most of our games come from DownloadYouthMinistry.com. Um, I have to give credit where credit is due, and I often forget, so don't sue me. Okay. Uh, my Fair heart, uh, Mr. Niles, my heart is okay. a valley. Adele. You are correct, sir. Yes! <laughs> going with, that's, no, you're giving him I'm all four the easy for four. ones. You're giving him all the easy ones. All right, you we, give him the easy one. We've got a couple. We've got a couple more here, Adam. Let's see if you can stay in here. Tear me All apart right. like a lion. Uh, I'm gonna go with David. That's the safe bet because it would be really weird if it was the other way. You are correct. Yeah. All right, yeah. David. Yeah, David. You have to get this one wrong to keep it to keep it a game. If you win, if you get All this right, correct, you it. win. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. Okay, so now this This is the first hard one you give him. This this makes me want to say David, which is why maybe I think it's Adele. But are you going to like Princess Bride it? Right. Not remotely. <laughs> All right, say it to me. Give it to me one more time. Hit me, baby, one more time. In peace, I, I will lie down and sleep. I'm gonna go with King David. 
Uh, and David Niles is the manliest guy on the Catholic <gasps> Man Show. I knew it. Let's I've go ahead and give him time. a hand. Give him a hand. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> David, you are forever manlier. So speaking of manly things, <laughs> I, I, I'm just enjoying our relationship and how, how we have continued to grow together. We are going to be doing something together very soon. Our, it, this is our big announcement here on the one-year anniversary show of Forte Catholic Radio. Uh, why don't you guys uh, take the honor? What is our big announcement here for our uh, listeners here tonight? Okay, so we're a big fan of Forte Catholic. We always have been. Big uh, fan. Even before we were on the show, we were big fans of Forte Catholic. Uh, and so... Dave and I run the Catholic, the Catholic radio station here in Tulsa, and we were like, there's no reason why we should not have Forte Catholic here in Tulsa. So, starting this week, Thursday at 10 a.m., we are going to have Forte Catholic on St. Michael Catholic Radio 94.9 FM here in Tulsa. We're pumped. We can't wait. We're going to make Catholicism fun again. I am so excited. We've been talking about this for a couple of months, and I was like, we have to make this happen by the time that we have the one-year anniversary show. I cannot tell you how thankful I am for you guys, uh, for this great opportunity to to share this Make Catholicism Fun Again message, the joy of the gospel, uh, Forte Catholic, with the people over there in Tulsa. We've we talked before on, on the show that uh, we, we have a, a common affinity for your bishop over there. Mr. Bishop, Mr. Bishop Condola. I think that's the correct title for bishops, Mr. I think it's your excellency, but Mr. is fine as well. Uh, so it's just a pleasure to have all these, all these connections coming together. So thank you guys for, for uh, doing all your work on your end to make this possible. And just thank you for this opportunity. I truly appreciate it. Hey, we're happy to have you, Taylor. Yeah, we're, we're, we're actually really pumped. Yeah, we're psyched. I, I, I am too, guys. So uh, before we sign off, where can people find you? How can they find your show? They can go to thecatholicmanshow.com. They can go to iTunes or Google Play and, and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a review if you could. Um, you can get, check us out on Facebook and all that stuff as well. But go to stmichaelradio.com slash stream, and you can catch Forte Catholic Thursdays at 10 a.m. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time. Y'all rock. Hey, absolutely. Peace out, Taylor. Peace out. All right, guys, we are going to come back here in just about three minutes. We're going to be talking to the Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. I want to thank the guys from the Catholic Man Show, Adam and David, for coming on again. Congratulations to David for being the manliest member for all time of the Catholic Man Show, the manliest guy on the block. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thanks again for this opportunity. Guys, we will be right back after the break. Friends, we are back on Forte Catholic with your host, Taylor Schroll. Again, I want to thank the guys from the Catholic Man Show for coming on and the big announcement that we made together. And as promised, I am so very excited to be talking to one of my favorite Catholic speakers, Mr. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Deacon, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing well, my friends. Good to talk to you. Good to be with you tonight. I've been looking forward to this for absolutely forever. You came on uh, our, one of our other shows here on Red Sea Radio, Red Sea Roundup, earlier this morning. We're all planning for you to come and see us in person. You're coming to, to be the keynote speaker at the Red Sea Radio Benefit Dinner on October 19th. Uh, if you are here in the area and you'd still like to get a, ta- get a seat, get a table there, go to redsearadio.com. Org, uh, and come hang out with us. It's going to be an absolute blast. So Deacon is one of the most dynamic speakers, and and it's it's so funny because everybody likes to. That's kind of the buzzword now. The word dynamic speaker. Deacon Harold is the dy- defines the word dynamic. I think you are the first person to probably be talked about as a dynamic Catholic speaker, and everybody else just stole it from you. So why don't you introduce yourself to to our listeners who may not know you, and share something that um, with our listeners who do know you that they may not know about you before. All right. Well, uh, the the simple story is that uh, I was born in Barbados in the West Indies. 
Uh, we're first generation to immigrate to the United States. I came to the U.S. when I was three years old. Uh, my father was pagan. I had no faith. And my mother was a Methodist who converted to the Catholic faith as a teenager. And uh, so we grew up Catholic. In fact, I'm the first baptized Catholic in the history of my family. Wow. Uh, my mother, of course, did not have to be rebaptized. She just received uh, confirmation of First Communion. So, and I'm the oldest, so I'm the first baptized. Um, grew up in, in, in uh, Hillside, New Jersey, just outside of Newark. Became a citizen when I was 17. Uh, product of Catholic education, uh, grade school all the way through graduate school. Uh, became the first person in my family ever to go to college. I was blessed to really get an academic scholarship at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, finished college, worked for a year, then joined the monastery. I was going to be a Benedictine and thought I would stay in the monastery for the rest of my life. And uh, my mother got sick. My parents were divorced. My mother got sick. And I had to leave the monastery to take care of her and my sister, who was still in high school at the time. And when I was out of the monastery, I went to a wedding and met the woman who ended up being my wife. And she's from Oregon, which is how I got out here <laughs> to the to the Pacific Northwest. And so I discovered the diaconate and uh, started the program uh, in 1990. I was accepted the program in 1996, was ordained in um, 2002. And uh, this November 23rd, I'll be celebrating 15 years uh, as a deacon in the church. Uh, was Congratulations. In, most of my career in, was in campus law enforcement. And I left that six years ago to speak in the right full time and uh, never look back. And uh, love what God has me doing now, traveling all over the world, speaking and writing. I have two major books that are out and, uh, you know, more coming. And uh, God is truly... Uh, bless the work that he's called me to do, and I'm uh, incredibly grateful. Great wife, four beautiful kids, and uh, try my best to be faithful to God every single day of my life. It's so crazy listening to your story, because without God, absolutely none of it makes sense. Like, you had everything working against you to be a Catholic deacon, born, you know, born in a family that had no connections to Catholicism. Uh, you... How did you, born where you were, like end up marrying someone from Oregon? Like the world's just crazy; it doesn't make sense. But obviously, God had something well, what's, what's ordained even for crazier you. Crazier is that we both we both went to Notre Dame the same four years. Didn't know each other there. We had mutual <laughs> friends. In fact, it was a mutual friend's wedding that we met at, and so we didn't really know each other at all until that wedding. And uh, it was from there that you know God worked His plan. And it, it, you know, because I'm I sometimes bemoan living in the Pacific Northwest. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, the land of the fruits and the nuts out here. You know, it's definitely mission <laughs> territory. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, you know, but, but the thing is, if God, um, sometimes I realize that God puts you not where you want to be, but where he needs you. You know, and the fact is, had I not been here at the time that I was here, um, I would not be doing the things that I'm doing today. That's just the fact. So God knows what he's doing. You know, and we have to we have to completely trust God that even though we don't understand that God knows what he's doing. And uh, it's it's that kind of faith and trust in God that's uh, allowing me to do the things that I'm doing now. And I'm grateful. Well, I'm glad, you know, this whole discernment thing we've talked about a ton on the show. And I'm sure you had a ton of discernment with your, your going to the monastery and everything that happened. But I, I talk about how God made things work well, I'm so glad that God didn't call you to the monastery because we would have missed out on your amazing voice and your speaking and these books. So uh, it's, it's just crazy how God works. And I, I know we're, we want to talk about the scriptures today. You have a new book out. But before we kind of dive into what the book is about, you have this amazing conversion story. What role did the scriptures play in your story? Well, um, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have a conversion story. I've always been Catholic. Um, but I think what is kind of kicking up to another level is basically uh, how that works for me. And I've, I've developed a love for the scriptures from the monastery. Now, I started living in a monastery. Uh, they, the, my high school is a Benedict High School, St. Benedict's Prep in Newark. And they had at that time a come and see program. So uh, starting my freshman year, I would, I would do visits to the monastery. And by the time I was a senior, I was living in and out of the monastery about two weeks at a time. And I loved my experience there. I loved the silence. And that's why I learned a love for liturgy, a love for silence, a love for adoration, a love for devotions, a love for the Psalms and for Scripture. 
And uh, I, you know, and as a teenager, that really had a major effect uh, on me and uh, it helped really form me and shape me, you know. And, and, and for example, the Psalms, I, I just love, love, love praying the Psalms. And I don't think there's ever been an experience that I've had, a feeling that I've had that, uh, that I've not read about in the Psalms. The Psalms are just uh, incredible. Um, so it was there. And of course, Lectio Divina, the, a divine prayerful reading of the scriptures, which is uh, which St. Benedict calls all the monks to do. And so that was something that was ingrained in me from a very early age. Um, what, so I had a love for the scriptures, but what I was missing was, of course, until I was old, the whole exegesis, you know, how to understand and interpret scripture as a Catholic. That came later. But my love for the Word of God, my love for the Psalms, and finding Jesus, having a, a relationship with Him in the Word of God, came to me at a very early age. And that's something that's been with me uh, my my entire life. Um, so I, I'm grateful to the monks and grateful to my mother for encouraging me um, to really love God and to and to find Him in and through His Word. That's beautiful. We we do share a love for the Scriptures, but especially uh, particularly a love for the Psalms. I absolutely love them. Like you said, there's all these emotions that that we all have. It, he can go from one moment saying, God, you're awesome, we praise you, and then, God, where are you? What's going on in my life? And that's that captures the human experience. And I know one thing that you also encourage is uh, not just reading of the Scriptures, but praying with the Scriptures. So, number one, how can we do that? How can we link uh, reading the Scriptures with prayer and not just um, learning new knowledge or, or trying to get something to, to encourage us? And, and and do you think the Psalms can help in that? Oh, absolutely. Um, what, the first chapter of the, the book, uh, Ignite, that I co-wrote with, um, with Sonia, we talk about Lectio Divina. So we take that wonderful monastic tradition, uh, which St. Benedict concretized in his rule for monks, and we teach people how to do that. Uh, how, how do you take a passage of Scripture, and how do you pray through that passage to see your life, your story? your witness, your reality in the pages of God's Word, so that God's, so, and my, my whole point in, in, in helping people to do that, and we do that right in the first chapter, is that, that when you go to Mass, the readings just don't go by you. They don't go over your head. It's just not like, okay, I got to sit there and endure this reading, and after Mass, you don't remember anything about what the readings were about. You know, the, the, read, the readings are there in the beginning because God is feeding us. He's nurturing us with His Word. Right from the start. And I'm get, I get sick and tired of falling away Catholics who say things like, I left the Catholic Church and I wasn't fed. That's because they're looking for junk food. And you can't <laughs> find that in the Catholic Church. You know, we're, we're fed twice at every Mass. We are fed and nurtured by the Word of God. The homily is a breaking open and a feeding with the Word of God in preparation for Christ being broken and given to us again. Body, blood, soul, divinity in the most blessed sacrament of the altar. So we're fed twice. And to get the most out of that feeding in the first part of Mass, you have to develop a love for the Word of God. So I want people, when they go to Mass, to listen to God's Word and to hear their story, to see their life, to make a connection with what's going on in their life here and now, in what God is saying to them in and through the readings at Mass. So it becomes a personal encounter with the living God in and through His Word. In the same way that, that, that the apostles experienced the Word of God, who lived among them, who walked among them, who breathed and taught, uh, to experience that same thing by engaging the Lord deeply and intimately in His Word uh, at Mass. So that that's really the goal of Lectio Divina. And, 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 and you know, we, at first we were writing a book, we thought we'd put that chapter last, but then we said, no, no, let's put it first. Let's get people, get, let's get their sleeves rolled up and get them diving into the Word of God right from the beginning. And so I'm so glad that we decided to do that, because I think it, um, it, people who have been experiencing the book, who have been uh, uh, going through the Bible study that accompanies the book, have really been enjoying that approach. And already we're getting emails about how it's making a difference in their lives. So we're grateful to God for, being help, for, being, um, for helping people to break open God's words more, more deeply in their own life. And now, people, if they didn't already love you, they're falling in love with you. This is why we love you. It's this, this fiery presence that you bring. I absolutely love it. Uh, so when, you, when we're talking about like 
people can be hearing this, right? A lot of people have heard about the importance of the scriptures. And as you were talking about, like I, one of my favorite lines from Vatican II is that we as Catholics have always reverenced the scriptures as we reverence the Eucharist. So like a lot of people, like you said, tune out during the, the readings, but then they're so pious during, during the Eucharist. It's like, like this is what this is. There is that double feeding. I absolutely love that. And I might steal it in, unless you have it trademarked. It's, it's so good. Um, but a lot of people have heard this before. A lot of people have heard, Oh yeah, you need to read the Bible. You need it. it uh, You need to pray with the Bible, these kinds of things. One reason that people don't do it is that they don't understand the why. You know, they know what. They know how to open the book. They know uh, what pages to look for. They might even know, like, oh, this is a good book to start with. But the the deep why, like, what is this going to do for me, Deacon? If if I take your book, I read your book, I start praying, like, what is this going to do for me? Why should I do it? Well, see, and that's a great question. And that's really the whole point of the book. The the reason why this book is different, because there's so many books on the Bible and reading the Bible and Bible studies out there, and they're very good. They they are. But what Sonia and I wanted to do was was have a more personal approach to Scripture, a more personal approach to to exegesis, to breaking God's Word open in your life. So there's a lot of good studies out there, but but I haven't seen one that approaches it like we do. We're actually looking at this, and, and, and seeing your life in the pages of God's Word. So here's the thing. God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants intimate, personal, loving, and life-giving communion. He wants our hearts. Now remember, the heart for the Israelites just wasn't an organ that pumped blood through the body. The heart was the seat of the will. The heart was the place where your desire for God lives inside of you. That's why after his transgression with Bathsheba, David wrote in Psalm 51, Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. So God wants our hearts. And so to make that heart connection with God, we have to get to know God. And the, the word in Hebrew for knowing it, it, something deeply, personally, intimately is Yahudah. Yahudah is knowledge that is gained by experience. You have to experience something in order to know it. So God wants us to experience his love, to experience his life. And the first place we experience that encounter with God is in the Word. Because John even tells us in the prologue of his gospel, he says, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, he says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So before he was flesh, he was the Word. And again, that's why the readings come first in the Mass before the liturgy of the Word comes before the liturgy of the Eucharist, because God first revealed himself to us in the Word. So he nurtures and feeds us with the Word to prepare our minds and our hearts and our souls to then receive him again in the Eucharist. And so, really, we're looking at uh, understanding who I am in my relationship to God. You know, so it's the Word that engages us. It's the Word that pulls us. It's the Word that attracts in the Psalms particularly. I mean, Jesus prayed the Psalms, uh, especially on the cross. You know, Jesus prayed the scriptures. He prayed the Psalms from the cross. Um, and for example, how does this, this connect it with me? Let's just take a, a Psalm 22, for example. Jesus prays, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Everybody knows that line, very first line of Psalm 22. But in order to understand why he was praying that Psalm, you have to go deeper. And this is, what, this is why we talk about this in the book, and how is this connected with your life every day. So there's two reasons why he was praying Psalm 22. First of all, it's a psalm of fulfillment. Why? Read the rest of the psalm. They tear holes in my hands and my feet and lay me in the dust of death. I can count every one of my bones. These people stare at me and gloat. They throw dice for my clothes. That's also part of Psalm 22, which is written, you know, 600 years before the crucifixion. Wow. So Jesus is saying this psalm is being fulfilled in your hearing. What's the, the, the other reason why Jesus was praying that psalm? You know, now, Jesus was never separated from the Father. Obviously, he's the second person of the Trinity, uh, three persons that share one divine nature. So he was never separated from God. But in his human nature— he was allowed to experience in his human nature that emptiness, that desolation, that, that uh, isolation that we all feel when we're going through something really, really difficult. And we're saying and, and we're praying, God, where are you right now? 
I, I don't, I don't feel your presence. I, where are you in this pain? Where are you in this struggle? Where are you in this diagnosis of cancer? Where are you in the, in the loss of this job? Where are you in this marriage which is falling apart? And we've all been there. And Jesus was allowed to experience that in his human nature in order to redeem it. So we don't have to be afraid when we're encountering something difficult because we know that God has redeemed it and he has sanctified it and he has, um, he has, brought, he has brought it to its fulfillment ultimately in the love that he poured out from us on the cross. Because uh, he, he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, that takes away the pain, that takes away the suffering. So we look at the cross, that's not the end. That, that is the beginning uh, of our life forever with God. So we, we can, uh, there's Jesus prayed through the Psalms and prayed through what he was experiencing on the cross. We can do the same thing by his lived experience and example. And so by immersing yourselves in the scriptures, you, you begin to see how you can make a deeper connection with God in and through the words. And that's what we're trying to do in the book, to make those connections for people so that the, the scriptures aren't just something that they read at Mass. It's not just something that you look at. It's something that you begin to experience and to begin to know God deeply, personally, and intimately when you connect your experience with the experience of God ex- expressed in the Bible. That's so beautiful. I, I, I think people are just going to eat this up. Check out the book, uh, Ignite. Read the Bible like never before. You can find it on, on his website, deaconherald.com. You can find it on Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. Uh, Deacon, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm just so pleased to finally have you come on the show. It's been a pleasure. And for those listening, check check him out on October 19th at the Red Sea Radio Benefit Dinner. Deacon, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're most welcome, and thank you for having me on. God bless. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. It is our third and final segment of the day. And I just have to tell you what, a lot of behind the scenes stuff have to happen for uh, big shows like this to, to be made to work. So like, for instance, when we talked to the guys from the Catholic Man Show in the first segment, uh, we were talking to them through Skype. And then in the second, in the second segment, we were talking to, uh, to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers through his phone. And then our, our surprise guest is through his phone as well. So through the breaks, we're just scrambling and going through, which would... It's, it's not the hardest thing in the world, especially when you have a producer that's been doing it for a long time. So uh, those of you guys who have listened to the show for a long time before, you know that our first producer, uh, Jake, was with us for about 10, 11 months or so, and then he absolutely abandoned us to go to college. What a jerk, right? And then uh, our good friend Sam Shepard is the new producer of the show, and she is in ministry, so she got invited to speak at an RCIA class this evening here in town. So on the biggest and probably most complicated show in Forte Catholic's history, in this first year, I think this is the biggest and, and, and baddest show we've ever had. Bad isn't a good thing. I've been so excited for this show for a while. We have not had one of our two producers here. So we've had, we have two, uh, two people here today, uh, Kyle Turner. Uh, if you are on Patreon or if, you've, or if you've listened to the show before, you've heard him. He is our pre-show Patreon princess. He is here on the show producing the show. He's running the boards. And Mackenzie New, who, is, who has been on the show before too, and uh, both of them come to hang out on the show very often and kind of watch or hang out. I'll talk to him, whatever. Mackenzie is the one that's sending the show live and, and, to, and to break over all of our stations. She's making the phone calls. So we're, we, we, we took our, our producer, cut them in half. They're sharing the load. All because originally Mr. Jake Blazik left the show. Jake, how you doing this evening, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Taylor, but I have to um, correct you in just one thing. You earlier said that uh, this is a big show that a lot of stuff goes on. I don't know how big it really is. We had what four guests on? Three different ways. Like you okay, never. This is a pretty big show. A pretty big, you know, show tonight. Live show, but I guess I don't know. I'm about to hang up already. I'm already tired of you. So one of the jokes, if you've listened, if you've listened to the show multiple times, or if, you, if you've if you've been uh, been with us for a while, uh, one of the jokes on the show is that I revoked Jake's talking privileges almost every show that he was on. So if that ha- that might that might happen tonight, so watch it, buddy. 
So what we're doing... As I'm the guest. Yeah, yeah, you're the guest, so whatever. Uh, it's still my show. <laughs> <laughs> you have enough. no more power now than you did when you sat in the studio. So uh, what, we're, what we're doing in this final segment is we're talking about uh, everybody's favorite moments on the show. I'm going to share mine in a Forte 5 countdown here at the end of this segment. We've got a couple of uh, listeners who, on social media who answered their favorite moments. Kyle and Mackenzie will share theirs. But we had to get you on the show. You've been such a big part of this show. And I don't think – well, I know I have. But mostly what I do is make fun of you. And, and for people that know me, you know that if I'm making fun of you, that's my love language. I actually – so, uh, Jake, I appreciate everything you did for the show. I know you didn't get too much Patreon money. But thanks, buddy. Oh, thank you, Taylor. I I'm just feel absolutely so loved by all of your – your comments to me over <laughs> over the last year, year and a half that I've known you. They, uh, you but yeah, they might loved. be the reason you left. <laughs> so, so, uh, Maybe a little bit. So without further ado, uh, what what have been your favorite moments uh, on Forte Catholic Radio? So I think the first one that, that came to mind whenever you told me we were going to do this segment was um, our very first show exactly a year ago tomorrow. Um, we we're pretty much ready to, to do the show and everything. You know, we were getting all set up and that is our general manager had already told us how to do everything. So we were ready. And then the audio board app that we um, <laughs> use for, for our sound completely stopped working. Like we had to down or get rid of the, um, delete it from the iPad and then re-download it using the, uh, Apple store code from the general manager who we, where we didn't know the password. And so like, we were trying to figure that out all while we had about 10 minutes to be on, on air. And, uh, so we were kind of like scrambling around, but I, the weird thing is that I had never really felt as much peace as I had. So I was like, you know, this is a Catholic show where we're talking about Catholic things and, uh, and just God is here in this moment. So that was probably, and we literally, uh, we were like, well, we're on in five seconds. And we like plugged it in, started up the app and it was working fine. And we hit the button like right as soon as we were about to go on. So <laughs> God, that was a. God stretches us out, experience. but he comes from the clutch. He's a good dude. I do like how you were like, mm-hmm. you know, this is where I felt the peace of God. And then you, you never, you don't, you, I don't think you felt that again on the show. You're like, God is totally no, here. No, then you're no, like, not really. I'm not sure if he still is. He was there on that first one. No, I'm kidding. We've had a lot of cool God moments like that. Uh, Jake, this will be a funny one because it's probably just for you because uh, because uh, actually I think it's on Patreon, but we we never talked about it on the air. We never aired it live. Uh, Thaddeus Romanski, who you talked about, a general manager, just texted me. He says hi. He says hi, Jake, and he also says hi to Kyle McKenzie. But he also said his favorite memory is the Pope Benedict interview. Yep, I. Well, that's whenever we were testing out phone calls because we hadn't done it yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man. So that was a behind. Yeah, we were just testing out the phone calls. So I was like, okay, like Thaddeus was in the other office, and we were like, we're going to call him, and he answered as Pope Benedict, and it became this whole joke, and it's absolutely hilarious. So I know Thaddeus is listening. Thanks, Thaddeus, for uh, for submitting that. Uh, Jake, any other cool moments you remember? Uh, so any time that we were not actually on air but still recording have always been fun uh i'm sure like a lot of them are up on patreon but i think my favorite one was uh you started singing a song uh to me entitled jakeosaurus um do you remember this taylor jakeosaurus 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 for the Lord got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. And then you sent it to me after the show. <laughs> and you were like, oh, crap. He has access to everything we recorded. <laughs> oh, that was that was a fun time. And also the probably one of the most notable times uh, with me on the show would, would have to be our um, All Saints Day episode the first time. You oh, revoked my talking privilege. Jeez, Louise. So you told this same story <laughs> that I told you not to tell in the air. I told you, you used to work no. with me. I told you not to tell it at work. You did that. I told you not to tell it on the air. You did that. It's crazy. It's it's a great story. 
Blessing Imelda for anyone. Okay, okay. So what we're going to go ahead and do is uh, is uh, just just in in typical Forte Catholic fashion, we couldn't end this interview any other way. Jake, <laughs> I'm revoking your talking privileges. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, Taylor. Thank you for having me. God bless. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I did not know he was going to bring up Blessed Imelda, but I totally told Mackenzie, who's running our phones, uh, how we're ending this interview is we're revoking his talking privileges and hanging up on him. So, Jake, thank you so much. That was a blast. Um, Kyle. Yes. You've been around as well. So what, what has been your favorite moment in Forte Catholic Radio history? You know, I think you really take to heart your slogan, make Catholicism fun again, because my favorite memory is whenever Sam and I both played a game uh, called Name the Plagues That Plagued Ancient Egypt. Yeah, that's the name of it. It was that, perfect. It was yeah. a, such a good name. And I killed Sam so bad. She was so bad. And I'm, she's, she's a still minister. alive. That's not where she is no, right now. She's I mean, still alive. She's, she not here. she's not here tonight, she's, is she? She's, she's alive. You don't know that. She's rowing on the inside, rowing like a lion. It's fine. Oh, okay. Only like true-blooded Christians understood that reference. Exactly. So, so, uh, but yeah, no, I like that because uh, I think there was also a moment where she thought God had killed all the dogs. Yeah. If she, I remember. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was killing the dogs or if he like rained dogs. <laughs> yeah, something. She got real confused. She saw Prince of Egypt like one too many times and got it all mixed up. Grandma got run over by a rain dog. Okay. It's a bit early for that, I think. Uh, sure. Okay, Mackenzie, what about you? <laughs> Hi. So um, I think my favorite moment was whenever we played, um, I went head-to-head against Jake on the Pokemon quiz game thing. Y'all are really not good at remembering the name of these games. You remember the story perfectly. <laughs> oh, of course. It was Pokemon. It just didn't have a good enough name. Come on. But um, you I don't rem- know that to be true because you don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if I won or got tied or lost. I don't remember. But what I do remember is that we had Sam um, reading off the questions and Taylor got so frustrated and gave up because Sam was having trouble pronouncing half the names because she wasn't a Pokemon, very Pokemon savvy. Yeah, so this is a lot of y'all's favorite moment on the show. And how this actually worked was we were supposed to play this game on the show. We didn't have time, so we played it after the air. We were like, we're just going to do an actual full segment for Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash fortecatholic. Um, by the way, I actually have my second patron. I'm not only supported by my mom anymore, Mr. J.P. Quinn, who designed this studio because of X- this happened on Xbox Live, <laughs> on Xbox oh. Live on the headset. He's not supporting me. Anything so- that happens there is legally binding. So it- he- it is. Yeah. Uh, that's dangerous if you've ever been on Xbox Live. <laughs> yes, but, it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, this aired on, on Patreon. So much fun. Uh, it's funny because they all love it because I was like, okay, th- y'all run a segment. I want to see what it sounds like. And I went to the restroom and I came back about two minutes later, right? And it was just a firestorm in here. Like, it, nothing was making sense. So I'm like losing my mind, which actually was kind of partly what made it funny y'all's answers were hilarious it was so much fun this is the kind of stuff you get on patreon go check it out so we've got a couple other people who were listeners of the show who chimed in on what their favorite moments on the show have been so first of all mr michael lonis who is a a youth of mine at, at my old parish he said i enjoyed the ministry madness bracket um so if you if you weren't with us uh back then we did a bracket back in march yeah, in, around March Madness, where you the whole basketball team bracket thing, and we pitted ministry leaders against each other. This is an idea that that I came up with, that Becca Landry came on and helped me with, and we perfected it and put it online, where people got to vote who would win in a fight. It was just absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Who would win in a sanctioned fight? Not a popularity contest. Who would win in a fight? Absolutely hilarious. He loved the Eclipse episode. Uh, I had I had people like try to chime in, you know, because there's a thing called a Catholic worldview where you can look at the world and be like, okay, what does this have to do with my faith? It's kind of how we do the show. I live my life and I'm like, oh, I uh, had a terrible flight experience going to Iowa. That was the first show that we ever did. Uh, Episode one. What does this have to do with our faith? So I had people say, okay, how does the clip? What does the clips have to do with with this with uh, with our faith? People chimed in. He did. It was absolutely fun. And his last one was uh, his one of his favorite memories. wasn't on the show. We talked about it on the show, but on Twitter at Taylor Schroll, S C H R O L L, I uh, got called for jury duty. So what I did is I put out a Twitter poll, and I said, "Am I of good, sound, moral character?" 
either people, everybody's going to say yes, I was going to feel good about myself, or what I really wanted. I want everybody to say no so that when I went to jury duty, I could say all of my friends and followers think I'm a bad person, so I shouldn't be on the jury. Absolutely great moment. Annie Fulkerson from the Salt and Light podcast out of Houston. I, I, I enjoyed their podcast as well. I just love podcasts, which is why I have a radio show and make podcasts. So much fun. Uh, she said, not a favorite. This is all she said, so it made sense to me. I'll explain it. Not a show moment per se, but a favorite Taylor moment. And all she put was small ears. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in Iowa again, and I had to put on one of those over-ear like microphones, and it kept falling off because my ears are too small. <laughs> so I posted about it. She liked that. Dean Willett, who was a guest on the show. This is kind. Of, I, I say this one because it's kind of broad uh, on how I feel most of the guests feel. He said, uh, my favorite was chatting with you on the air. I was like, of course it was because you were on it. Uh, but he said, seriously, though, I enjoyed the ministry madness bracket, even though some results were way off. I didn't decide the results. That was up to the people. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to count down my favorite five, doing a Forte Five segment, my favorite moments in the history of Forte Catholic. Let's go. So number five, we're counting down five to one. Number five happened on episode 23. Mr. Tim Staples, great man from Catholic Answers, came on the show. That's good in itself. But what puts it into the top five is that this guy I've looked up to for, for forever called me bro and friend multiple times on the air. Absolutely made my life. Number four. On episode 13, we were still trying to figure out this whole radio thing, right? And uh, we thought we went off the air at the at 8 o'clock like we're supposed to. Apparently, we didn't. And I was talking to my friend Brian Lennox, who was the guest on the show that evening. We talked about Star Wars for about 10 minutes. And then Jake goes, uh, we're still live. <laughs> so me and Brian were live on all the Red Sea Radio stations talking about uh, Princess Leia and uh, deep Star Wars things. Too much fun. Number three for me, we've already talked about the Ministry Madness Bracket. I think that might be the greatest idea I've ever had in my entire life. It was so much fun. We got so many great Catholic uh, media heads and speakers uh, involved. Everybody had so much fun with it. Uh, if you want to see the results, go to ministrymadness.com. Uh, check out the final results. Uh, number two, just the guest list that I've had. That's an overall thing. It's been so much fun making new connections with people like the guys in the Catholic Man Show and, and being able to go on their station here this week. So excited about that. Uh, making uh, uh, new connections with old older people that, I, that have been in my life before. Just so much fun. The relationships I've built with friends, other podcasters, other media people, and, and my producers. It's just been a blast. And number one, my favorite thing was just the first episode, the fact that we went live, an eight-year dream coming true. I, I've been dreaming of this show since I was a, a a DJ on KUIW, the University Incarnate Words, like music station. I got to talk every few seconds every hour. Uh, it kept, grow, kept going as I did internships in Catholic Radio. That's it. First episode going live. Thank you so much. I want to thank everybody that's been a part of the show, my producers, uh, the guys here at Red Sea Radio for giving me this opportunity, uh, the guys at the Catholic Man Show for extending this show and, and, and bringing it up to Oklahoma. For all you guys that have been listening, I absolutely love it. And, and to close out the show, I have to do an honorable mention. One of my favorite things about the show is getting my kids here in the studio. So this is my, my baby Maggie. Maggie, say, welcome to Forte Catholic. Perfect. Say, see ya. See ya. Oh, that's so cute. I absolutely love you, Maggie. Do you love Daddy, too? Say, I love you. I love you. I love you, Maggie. <laughs> I love you. Daddy's the best. <laughs> all right guys thank thank you so much for uh for being here with us today uh it's been another week of forte catholic see ya <laughs>